Today's episode is sponsored by our very good friends over at Neural DSP. If you're completely unfamiliar with who Neural DSP are, they make guitar and bass plugins that cover a wide range of tones and styles. Anything from the crisp cleans of a Tone King Imperial to the rich leads of a Soldano SLO. There's also the Archetype series, which is essentially signature amps made by some of your favourite artists. So whether that's Tim Henson of Polyphia, Pliny, or our very good friend, Rabia Massad. If you like the sound of all that, you can get a 14-day free trial over at neuraldsp.com on any of the plugins that they do. Um, and even better than that, you can get 30% off if you want to buy some or all of them or just one uh, using the code music is everything at their checkout. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Music is Everything podcast with me, Matt Hornby, and my exceptionally good friend, Ooh. Andrew Groves. Hello, Matthew. Hello, Andrew. Everyone else. How's it going? And what are you excited about this week? Um, well, Matthew, as a development and in a chronological, the chronological order that we shoot these in, um, I'm still sick, which is fantastic. But Just I to know, clarify, sick, sick in a bad way. Oh, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm sick in a, yeah. <laughs> I'm sticking it to the man every single day. You know I'm sick, I mean? but I'm sick. You know what I mean? If the if the light's red, but no cars are going, I just cross the road. That you is, know? yeah, you're using a man my after eyes, my heart. Using my eyes and ears to their maximum yeah. effect. I don't need a light to cross the road. Yeah. Apart from if I'm in America, because then they'll you'll cost me money. Or you get jaywalked. Although, obviously, like Germany, Switzerland, they're pretty... I don't know if Austria, but I would assume they follow... Oh, the follow same thing. Soon. Yeah, yeah, a lot of ah. a lot of a lot of green man subservience in those counties. Yeah, a lot I mean, of that. green men don't even exist. Exactly. So exactly. how how can I even follow one? Anyway, what are you excited about? Um, this week, and it's kind of been a um, it's been a, a gradual excitement actually. This week and some subsequent weeks. I've been really excited about arpeggios. No way. It's crazy, okay. right? So is this, um, so an arpeggio to me, mm. the first thing I think of mm. is a big epic, uh, you know, the classical piano style arpeggio. Sure. The first thing I thought when you said it mm. was like an arpeggiator. So. Ooh. I'll tell you a story, Matt. Buckle up. Uh, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> I, as a kind of diehard, you know, John Frusciante, uh, you know, devout follower of his teachings, um, and subsequently, kind of, I was very much. I felt like there's two types of guitarists. There are guitarists that play with their thumb over the top of the guitar neck. Mm-hmm. And there are guitarists that play with their thumb in the middle of the back of the guitar neck. Mm-hmm. And I was always like a very, again, a very Hendrix, Gilmore. Jimmy Page is maybe actually slightly less of that, but it, it's still there. He's still, he's still that kind of guitar player. And that was always the pool, the pool of my interest at that time. And mm-hmm. being the kind of fervor of my 
sort of uh, just the the sheer passion for music that I had and my own unique sense of morality and just sort of pig-headishness, really, um, is that at the time I was just like, anything that was not really that, I was not into or interested in in any shape or form. So the teachings of Van Halen, your mm-hmm. Satriani's, your Vi's, and and the, and that of, of those of that ilk, it just wasn't of interest to me. It didn't feel very. Um, it didn't appeal to me. It didn't appeal to me. It didn't. Ha- it didn't have the same. I didn't have the same emotional um, connection to that kind of music, and so I, and even things that were really associated with that kind of music, I like tapping, mm-hmm. and sweet picking those kinds of things I really pushed aside in well, my life. what about pinch harmonics in, you know pinch harmonics pinch harmonics I mean actually well for a while I mean yeah maybe for a bit I did I mean I didn't feel as strongly about that okay I think once I kind of got into rock music which I really didn't get into until I I um I found like Biffy and Ruben Mm-hmm. I think stereophonics probably count, but not quite in the same sense. Sure. Um, so yeah, so I pushed all those things. I just ignored them. Now, in my education at the time, my guitar teacher, who I was incredibly fond of, um, he was an enormous kind of Alan Holdsworth head. <laughs> and um, so we did a lot of theory and I was very much into my jazz and my funk. That was kind of where I was at in my life. So I kind of covered all of that stuff. I knew what it was. I know all of those, I could tell you all the all the chords that were in whatever key and whatever mode at whatever time and what you could do over this and all that. And I could put that to use. But I never really practiced arpeggios. I okay. didn't. I just... I just felt like I didn't need to. I didn't feel like it was something that, to me, it was like, oh, well, that's just, why am I, I don't know. It just felt like a, a, a pointless exercise. It's like one through five, one through five, one through five, one through five. Okay. But I knew that. I knew that before I played one through five, one through five. I don't know why I saw it that way. It was a stupid way of seeing it. Um, it did you, but did you practice scales? Because kind scales, of videos there. Bazillions. Yeah. Every day. That's fine. Yeah. Every, maybe. That's a lie. Not every day of my life, but most days of my life playing the guitar, I will warm up. In fact, every day I've every day I've ever played guitar, which is most days, I do a good twenty minute scale warm up. Mm-hmm. And when we, I was in the band, that could easily stretch to about an hour of just nice. that. In a, if everything was right and I was going to have a great day that would have been the best eventuality is to have a really long warm up. Ideally like with no other outside noise on my left on my own for as long as physically possible. That I would be perfect to play a show after. And again, my own, if you don't do it for an hour, then (laughs) you know, um, that's my problem. So 
you didn't do it for an hour, so then you're probably going to then you forget this. And yeah, and what but, if someone comes up to you and goes, "Go on, then play that scale." Uh, and like, oh. Yeah, and just it becomes a crutch, you know. It's just like yeah, no, I know. What it's you just mean. like you I miss her, you screwed that note up. So it's probably because you didn't do it for an hour. You know, like it just the wassa wassa is just it's just there on your shoulder. Um, so yeah, so I just I knew what they were. I could if you said if you like. Play me a minor, you know, minor seven flat five arpeggio. I'd be like, oh, it's like da, 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 this, you know, you know, whatever. That was weird because that was major. Um, but um, uh, <laughs> that was just that was there for the perfect pitch nice. heads. Um, just, nice, flat, nice flex. Um, uh, but yeah, so um, that that was fine. Anyway, long story long. In my old age, um, I have been. I got a new, a new wizard to follow, right? Uh, a new okay. yellow brick road, as such. And um, I've been downloading this Julian Large uh, tab music like you wouldn't believe. And I've been practicing and practicing and practicing. And I started doing some warm ups. And then, actually, uh, I think his name is Jens Larsen. He is. I know. I know that name. He is Danish, and um, he got. I think maybe just the algorithm gods sort of funneled him my way, and then I kept seeing a few things he was putting up, and I was like, "Ooh, that looks." Okay, and then I don't know that name. Oh, okay, jazz guitar player, basically all over Instagram and YouTube and whatever. Oh, maybe I do. Sorry, I thought you were saying it's a tab guy. No, no, Um, no, no. no. But he he's like, oh, you know. Here's, here's three arpeggios that, that's a terrible Danish accent, but you know what I mean? Like, here's three arpeggios that will work over da 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 whatever, minus seven chords. Um, and, and sort of congruently and, and in sync with one another, I've been like learning, trying to understand how he's, he being, um, when I say he, it's a capital H. Um, <laughs> uh, Julian is, 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 understanding what he's doing and how he's and what's great is they put the chord so you can see how it relates um but at the same time then uh, i kind of like picked up a few bits and i was like oh that's quite good actually and i was like oh i'll add that into if i add those kinds of things into my warm-up you know i can kind of just drill that in and i found the worth of it i've been practicing for a few months and it has changed or it's put me on a path to changing how I think about navigating the guitar neck. And and don't get me wrong, a lot of that stuff I was kind of doing by ear, being that, you know, you naturally fall and cadence on a third or a fifth or whatever. And and I'm naturally, you know, your ear takes over and that's kind of very important as well. And that you're, you know, if you're improvising over a chord progression, you know, you're naturally cadencing in different places and bringing in and Mm -hmm. taking out notes. And I was doing that scalically mm-hmm. uh, and and kind of, you know, changing and, and or maybe, you know, either uh, kind of adding or subtracting notes or just thinking like, cool, I'm going to play this mode over this part and this part, whatever. Naturally, that becomes, you know, you, you, you do it in a forceful way. You're like, cool, the first three chords, I'm going to play this, this chord, I'm going to play this. And you do that and you do that and do that. And before you know, your brain kind of forgets and, and your ear remembers kind of, and then your hands kind of follow suit. Um. But normally I would do that with just kind of muscle memory and then 
kind of feel when I needed to do things and that was that but what is really interesting and something that I a, a, a value that mm. I had not foreseen was a way of changing the way you do something that that you do without thinking so again like to 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 take a a more a more basic example and and to kind of maybe create an example a lot of guitar players because that's kind of the nature of guitar mm-hmm. not only are you you know kind of moving in fourths kind of thing but like you're also kind of like and again in that certainly anyone in that kind of certainly hendrixian thing is you're kind of like going like from like the top you know the 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 e and the a the sixth and the fifth strings and you're slowly moving up like in a kind of and usually it's that kind of very almost pentatonic like you're kind of sliding and then you know you're doing like the the first the second and the fourth that kind of thing like you know kind of thing like that very it's just a very natural movement to do on the guitar and a very like mm-hmm. kind of you know moving up the pentatonic shapes diagonally mm-hmm. down you know to the higher strings it's just a very comfortable the guitar kind of in for like the way that the guitar is kind of just yeah. supports that feeling and it's so I it's really about that too much. it's really easy to like fall into doing that with everything that you're doing whether that's your melody writing or your riff writing or just improvising it's really easy you just move from the lower strings right up to the higher strings on the higher frets you know kind of thing mm-hmm. and like something you know i've I've put into place for for, you know, for many years is trying to find ways to break out of that and maybe move in a different direction. For example, even um, like transcribing uh, music from instruments that, well, just other instruments outside of the guitar. So that's piano, um, maybe saxophone or trumpet. Like they will move in different intervals and and in different ways. Um, and again, maybe that's something that's more in, more natural on, on their instrument. But what's really good is it kind of forces you to break those kind of patterns and that kind of muscle memory. Um, and so to make my point, what's cool about the arpeggio is that when you're thinking, it's stuff you would accent maybe naturally, but the nature of the arpeggio, and depending on kind of the way in which you were playing it, can create some, because it is, it's not necessarily moving like, you know, I don't know, first, second, third, fourth, kind of fifth, whatever, you know, one, two, three, four, five, let's say. Mm-hmm. Maybe because you're making such, you know, bigger jumps, that kind of like breaks some of that. And also like a lot of the uh, uh, scale patterns move backwards in, in a kind of contrary motion. So you're going from like, you're kind of going in the opposite direction. You're going to the higher strings lower down the neck, if that makes sense. If you think sure. like a traditional kind of C major like shape, uh, like a, your traditional kumbaya C major open chord mm-hmm. kind of shape, you're kind of moving in that direction. It's, and then like, kind of the more and more you put together, and what I've been trying to do is just improvise using those and, and try and ignore my ear to some degree, just to kind of try and bed them in and, and, yeah, it's it's a really interesting way to think about chords and where they where they are on the on the neck as well. Again, it's so easy. I think previously my chord knowledge was centered around the chords that I knew. 
So yeah. I would, I would, I would folk, I would know where all of those kind of like the cage system, I suppose, but like I would know where all of those chords are. And to me, those are where those roots, thirds and fifths were, if that makes sense. And naturally that's where you would land. So a power chord kind of thing, like well, I know there's, I'm already playing, you know, there's that first third and, and fifth around there, et cetera, et cetera. And then it obviously. Uh, and it's kind of like you got the octave and then halfway between like yeah. ish, yeah. you know, whether it's the E shape or the A shape or whatever. Exactly. Uh, exactly. And, and then, then people would normally get a little bit woolly in the middle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, but then you've got, you know, like kind of G major shape, you've got that kind of D major shape. If you're thinking of chords based around those kinds of shapes. Um, but what's interesting is here, some of, some of the um, lessons are, are looking at kind of, you know, whether it's just a major or minor chord or um, just the, the the seventh of that key. So if you're in C major, it'd be C major seven, D minor seven, E minor seven, F major seven. Except you're just kind of doing the sevens of the C major or Ionian. Um, it's cool to kind of like try and overlay them and try and do them in a smaller place as possible and really, really try and find where those chords are and, and those shapes. And, and like I say, they can force you to, to move a little less naturally anyway mm-hmm. um, than is a traditional kind of m- melody shape. But at the same time, you're being ultra melodic um, to some degree in the same sense. And again, it's um, kind of a big part of his style is that kind of uh, root third type of playing that John Frusciante is kind of famous for, the, the scar tissue kind of thing. Dun, da, dun, da, da, dun, da. Yeah. Like kind of broken version of like a fifth, string power chord kind of thing it's mm-hmm. still just following a basically a power chord shape but you're just playing the first and the high third yeah an octave um, up or whatever yeah yeah and and then you're kind of like you know using you can then like for example in his later solo records again a, a really nice way of improvising is thinking of them as them being independent voices rather than following a chord shape so moving one finger and and the other finger trying to move them somewhat independently um, is a really fun way to try and break because you, you're you usually thinking of, for the most part, your first finger is kind of the core, the root of what you're doing. Like this is mm-hmm. the root of what I'm playing and my other fingers are covering with, you know, A, what uh, what's in the chord or what's in the melody or what have you. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting way to think of it as kind of moving independently as well, which is much more piano-like. The idea that, you know, like... Mm. Uh, a piano chord inversion um, is a, a, a much more common, obviously, on the piano. In fact, if anything, encouraged. Um, but also that the fact that those voices, and again, a lot of the, the piano pieces, are closer to, to the thinking of four independent voices moving with certain ideas and the idea that you could, you know, have a static chord and the root would move. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and that creating, you know, for example, you could have... Um, you you could happily have a just a major triad in one hand and the seventh in the left hand rather than the root, etc. Yeah. etc. Et oh, I love all that stuff. Just moving moving the root around. Oh, exactly. Play, play the same chord over and over again and just move the root around. It's yeah. really fun and, to see what what clashes and what sings. You know, mm, 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 absolutely. And like that that style of playing. So it, it's been just. It's I very rarely get a little like oh, these days. Like once no. you know. Once you've learned an instrument for you know a few a few years, you know kind of thing, then you don't normally get like a big ah. But like actually, eat my words, fourteen year old me, um, <laughs> you idiot. Um, yeah, it's it's um, 
it's been fun just like I say trying to force myself to just use them like I say I, I don't I don't need them but the idea is that like, I think my ear is kind of taken over and, and, and kind of my I've, I've done I've done enough of kind of scalic layover <laughs> um, mm-hmm. to, to be comfortable within that and to kind of more or less hear what's going on that kind of muscle memory takes over but it's nice to think purely in chord tones um, as opposed to you know the whole scale um, and and then that's like you know I do a lot of teaching and and like one of the things I always mention is you know silly thing but you you learn the pentatonic scale for the first time and then you start learning other songs and you're like, oh, it's just the pentatonic scale. Or like, you know, you you learn that song and then you learn Can't Stop or you learn that song and then you learn Cochise, uh, mm. Cochise um, mm. or any of that or Led Zeppelin or anything like that and whatever. And you're like, oh, that's just that shape of the minor pentatonic scale. It's been quite cool to to pick up some of this stuff and be like, oh, that's just, two of those arpeggios put together like it de- nice. helps demystify some of the magic to some Definitely. degree um so yeah that's very what, cool that's that's um yes i've been really um as always i'd love more time with it but i i really trying to do it a bit every day and try and mm. just 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 burn it into my brain um so just yeah practicing everything i can and doing as i've basically got as many different types of arpeggios as in when I say different types as in different forms of arpeggio, whether it's just, mm-hmm. you know, you're just doing a, a kind of two octave run thing, or you're trying to do, uh, you know, like a, um, like, a, like say work through all the sevens, work through all the nines, work through the elevens, work through all the thirteens and try and move that then with, keep that within one sort of very small area, really work your brain to, to find those, those, those notes and kind of trying to bed those patterns as well into my, into my brain. But um, yeah, it's been really, really fun. I've been really enjoying it. How about you, Matthew? Excellent. What, what brings you excitement? What brings me excitement on this fine day? Um, I'm actually excited today about. I've been watching this TV show, another mm. TV show. Uh, crack, you know, cracking them, cracking them out this winter. Mm. Um, Is it fishing? It's not fishing. Oh, mate, it's not fishing. Grow up. Will I know. You... <laughs> I, to be honest, I did what? Actually, I did want to mention. I did watch. An episode of the uh, Hungry and Hairy. <gasps> yeah. So the first episode, uh, I think I watched, maybe watched two. Okay. No, maybe just the first one. That's how it happens. Anyway, I won't give any spoilers away. But uh, because it's subtitled though, I was eating my food, like uh, eating dinner. Sure. So a lot of like, hang on, what was that? Uh, you got to be in it to win it, mate. Yeah, you've got to watch it. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Um, but I really like the vibe. I like the sentiment. I like the kind of the warmth mm-hmm. and... Uh, yeah, very cool. And because I kind of watched um, a couple of episodes of Ewan McGregor and his mate. Oh, going, similar vibe, yeah. A long way up, or there's I many now. Bit, I've watched them all. Yeah, yeah. I watched the most recent one. Long where way they kind of up. Got the band back together, and they're all a bit, you know, mm. it's a lot harder physically because they're yeah. older and whatever. Um, so I started watching a bit of that. So it reminds me of that in a little. Mm. We obviously two guys on a road trip on bikes, um, mm. but. Yeah. Um yeah, I will I'll continue with it definitely. Oh, honestly but... the it, it honestly it just gets better. You have to watch okay. it because obviously like the jokes kind of you, you need to kind of keep aware and like obviously they're it's all about their relationship and it's mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's uh, just a preview. Hungry in the Hairy on Netflix, it is a Korean um kind of 
food, reality, travel, reality, reality travel, doc, yeah. But uh, I came across it by accident, and it's I've watched it so many times now. Um, but it's essentially just about two people at a, a, a later stage in their career, both doing, you know, kind of seemingly fairly different jobs, but in entertainment. And yeah, they're trying. They they wanted to. They cut. They actually again. What's crazy is they actually only met each other not that long before they did the series. It was like two or three years, wasn't it? Yeah, and like yeah. they've just hit. You know, they hit their forties, and they were like, "Oh, it's really hard to make friends." But they met each other, and they just hit it off, and they just love spending time with one another. And it's sort of framed as being about travel and bikes and food. But really, it's about their relationship. And then, like, mm-hmm. um, if you watch the episode, the first episode, Sang Soon is in it as well, and his his uh, wife, and they do the music. And it's cool that, like, it, it seems like it's. Oh, a was very... that the guys who they went to uh, dinner at the house? Yes. Oh man, do you know that that house? Mm. Honestly, everything about it's that kind of. I was talking to someone about this the other day, actually. The uh, the Scando Japanese thing where everything's like purposeful and you know like the Mary uh, Kondo mm. uh, you know every object's got to bring you joy and you're just like in that house looking and going everything's amazing well she's just sitting there drinking making tea and having a little bit of relaxing time to herself no phone Ugh. and you're like man there's some just some cultures just know how to do it yeah the, that Korean kind of obsession with rain being like a mood that comes up quite a lot. Sorry, I just said Japanese. It's That's fine. Korean. Uh, but, but, yeah, but I, I, I said Japanese is, is shares some of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of like, um, yeah, I like, I love the idea that like when something's raining, like it brings an atmosphere with it. And that's like, that's, and it's, it seem, it's seemingly more, um, it's happened a lot in, in quite a few other Korean things I've seen. It's kind of more, not noticed, but it's kind of just more like spoken about. And it's just like, everyone's like, oh, it's raining. Like, this is such a great mood. Do you know what I mean? Kind of thing. And I feel like sure. that's not something that happens very often. But I, I really identify with it. And the water in their little, there's a lovely little water feature in that place. And the rain falling on that. And it's just like, oh, friends, like, you know, great food. or what? The food looks insane as well. What oh, eating. man, Korean food. Honestly, yeah. it's some of the, just so amazing. Mm. It's, it, um, there's a couple of, about maybe two, three, four places here, maybe even more. Um, I, I've been to Korea quite a few times, and um, but the food is just the thing. It's it it's so incredible mm. if if you're into Asian food. Um, but it's its own thing. It's mm. like sp- spicy, but not spicy. It's like just there's a warmth, mm. and everything feels like basically everything you eat you kind of like you know all that kind of gut health thing about sure. you know probiotics and all this you, you feel like your body is just loving what you're eating mm. um, the uh yeah the uh kind of uh it's funny like what countries use as their expression terms like you know we have like um and arm and all that kind of stuff and but they're kind of yeah like <laughs> i feel like i can Wah! like it yeah, yeah, yeah. like ever since that's happened that kind of food like again those kind of broths and and what have oh. you it feels it's like it's exactly what you would say right just a lovely like a bowl of ramen or or even like a lovely stew or something just wah, like it's just yeah, it feels yeah. like what you would what you would say you know like it's interesting that that's what they they choose and it says it's such an interesting um because i when i first encountered that kind of food i'm like 
that's never going to fill me up because it's, mm. it's very liquid, sure. you know. Uh, and I think a British person's take on it, the equivalent is soup or a stew, I guess. Sure. And it's very, yeah. it's not as delicate as, Mm-mm. you know, that kind of experience. Um, but, oh man, I'm sold. There's, okay. there's actually, there's a Chinese, Chinese hot pot place uh, down the road here. Mm. Um, so you pay like, a fixed fee you get like nice. a couple of broths and then plates of stuff that you just cook yourself and you're there for hours yeah we re- re- have never been i'm so keen to go jeju as well looks amazing which is where they visit they, ha- they haven't got there yet so oh yeah. okay yeah they but visit that no, on the, the, no that, the first place uh that they uh go to and yeah it just 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 um and also yeah like i think i was as i was saying to you before i had no idea korea was so varied as well in its in its mm. um in its flora and fauna it's very uh yeah very tropical and then like kind of almost alpine and then kind of a bit of a german feel to it at times so um so yeah let me know how you get on it's on easily one of my favorite programs if not number one but that isn't what i'm excited about oh carry on carry on (laughs) just to clarify the um i've been watching a show called the piano um i don't know if you've seen it it sounds like a no series so it's a, a Channel Four British mm. show. Uh, oh, actually, it's quite quite a link here. Mm. Um, so, in my piano interests, I've got, this is becoming a theme. You might have noticed, mm. but everything I like music wise has piano in it. That's okay. that's the theme. Literally everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I came across this uh, piano player who's now extremely famous called Lang Lang. Mm. Um, who's he's known he's a classical pianist uh, I, I believe he's Korean okay uh, fact check me if I'm wrong and I came across him a few years ago now he's he's kind of known as the greatest living classical piano player okay um, and he is just unbelievable mm. Right, so there's this show come out called The Piano. It's on Channel 4, British made. And the concept is that uh, people are invited or can apply and then go and play piano in a station. Hosted by Claudia Winkleman, the woman with the, the yeah, fringe. Sure. Uh, who's And it's kind of shot in this, like, you feel like some she's pretty, she's got a good crack, like mm. really good sense of humour. Mm. And some some of the bits you're like, wait, hang on, that feels like that would have normally been cut out because she's just dicking about and sure. making jokes. And uh, and so they take this, each episode is in a different station over the UK. Um, and yeah, so people come up, but the idea is to show how universal the piano is and how culturally significant it is in the lives of kind of well, in the world, and but also in the lives of normal people. Sure. Obviously, it used to be incredibly popular um, and more of a mainstay in the house, mm-hmm. like pre-TV maybe. Is, mm-hmm. Yeah, gather around the um, piano. Yeah, gather around the piano and sing songs together and everyone could play. Like my grandma played, my you know, my, a lot of my family play. Um, and yeah, everyone would have one in the house. Not I say everyone, probably not everyone, mm-hmm. many people. Mm-hmm. So they go to stations, uh, invite people up, and there's like old people, like 12-year-olds, 95-year-olds, you know, <laughs> everyone in between, like just people off the street who turn out to have their own kind of take on it. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got people playing like 
just kind of standard classical people mixing up with more contemporary stuff um yeah anything and everything mm-hmm. uh but the the baseline's like high you know people are very good uh the twist which they you if you watch it you'll see is that lang lang uh mr best piano player ever mm. and kind of randomly because maybe it's not random if you know of this guy but do you remember mika i was in i can be yeah that guy yeah yeah so kind of uh, he's a british theatrical kind of pop singer (laughs) and performer um who came out like i was looking up like 2006 ish Mm. his album which is kind of really widely known um but i didn't realize i hadn't followed his career since um but they're basically hiding in a little room uh in the station somewhere Mm. watching all these people uh, and then the idea is that they will be invited. One of them from each episode is invited to play at this concert at the end of the series at okay. the Royal Festival Hall. Ah, um, so very, very feel good and like mm-hmm. a secret talent show kind of sure, vibes. Sure. Um, do the people yeah, really... pl- do the people playing the piano know they're part of no. it? No, they're just no anyone, anyone. So they obviously come up. They obviously by. come up and go. Hi, Claudia Winkleman, and you're on the, you, they know they're on TV because right. they've been filmed. And but then they, you know, a crowd gathers in the station as because mm. station pianos have become more popular, at least yeah. in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one here in Brighton, and um, yeah, so kind of people just get up and have a have a play, and lovely. It's nice, isn't it? It's like busking, but you can just nice. do it on a whim. Um. So yeah, but it's really wholesome, like really wholesome. And it kind of makes you, it's not, it's, it's just very universal. Um, and a nice reminder about how universal music is and, mm. and playing an instrument. Um, and for me, like it's some of the old, the old dudes who turn up, uh, it's just so good. Mm. And you're like, I don't know, there's that whole kind of culture around popular music about, oh, you know, you're 30, God, get, you know, you've passed it. And mm-hmm. it, this inaccessible kind of thing, people need to feel like they're doing it, do it really young. And um, it's just, it's just all, it's just all noise. Mm-hmm. I'm coming to it. It's just all noise. You see a 95 year old gather a massive audience in a station and just share that kind of joy of playing mm. um and share a, a talent that they've he's had for years mm. it's just yeah it's great i think it's I great think the piano does so much for like it's a little more universal i think than most other instruments like i, I think a lot of people kind of either got like ushered into playing it or yeah. happened to have it around the house mm-hmm. and whether or not they continued a career i feel like it's amazing how many people are like oh like randomly, like, oh yeah, my mum used to make me play, you know, I did piano lessons till I was whatever. And there's amazing people who maybe you wouldn't consider to be musical in that way can suddenly be like, oh yeah, I know this, you know, and you're like, whoa, or like, oh, I can, I can sight read. Like, you know, I can play yeah, it it's it's funny. in front of me, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, because like <clears throat> in my school we had um, uh, like a jazz band mm. um, and another thing, but so, so they're all quite kind of classical based instruments that people learn when they're kids. Um, and there's people who I know who play violin, but yeah. you, you, they don't, they're not professional violinists. Mm. They just go, and they're really good. Like just whack it out and go, Oh cool. I'll play a bit. And you're mm. like, wow. I played a friend's wedding actually, um, a couple of years back. 
and one of my oldest mates of all time, he was like, do you want to play piano? Of course I do. Mm-hmm. And uh, the another friend I went to school with was there and he joined us for a song on sax. And mm. he was like, he was in this this jazz band at school. Really, really good sax player, uh, but just, he's like a lawyer or something now. Sure. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Sure. Uh, just, but just kind of got it out of the box, bit of practice, and it's like, you're great. And like, so we just had like a, a jam, mm. and uh, it's really nice. It's just, it's, yeah, little, I think it's quite nice that people just have these like little hidden talents mm. uh, and they just whap them out every now and then and bring kind of, and the, the element of surprise is kind of fun as well. And mm-hmm. like, whoa, I wouldn't have imagined that person to do that or, sure, sure. yeah, I didn't know you did that or, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it's really good, really heartwarming show and I actually really recommend it. I think I'm behind a bit. I've seen the first three episodes, uh, which are like, I think London, is it London, Leeds and Glasgow? Okay. Guess gets even better the further north you go. I bet, yeah. Not, yeah. That, I'm, not that I'm biased, mm. but some some of the oh, people are just brilliant. And um, yeah, so yeah, I very much recommend it. It's on, um, if you're in the UK, there's like a Channel 4 free streaming thing. If you're not, I'm not quite sure where you could find it, but... Um, VPN, mate. Hope- Hey, there you go. There you go. VPN, clear your cookies and all that. You'd be Beautiful. grand. You'd be grand. But no, I think you like you'd like it. You'd oh yeah, no, yeah, no. It sounds it sounds so. At, they show you the concert at the end. I'm assuming that's the end of the series, but I haven't got that far. But what's got, oh. I quite what I quite like, and I was going to say is that um, they obviously have to go through the process between Mika and Lang Lang, mm. which is a really I find a very like unconventional pairing. Yeah, very yeah. Uh, like very and uh i have a lot of uh i think i find that uh i'd like lang lang to speak more because i find his wisdom and voice incredible like he's a man of seemingly not that many words but every single thing he says is so on point and his experience it with the medium Mm is obviously like unparalleled. So yeah, I kind of, I'm like, I'm like, give him, give him more time, give him more time to let him, let him, let him speak, especially English not being his first language. It's just like, let him, let him, you know, give him some space and some time to find the words and, uh, you know, but, um, I think also the stylistically there's, there's, uh, generally they seem to agree. Um, but there's a couple of moments where you can really see that Lang Lang's like after this, there was the really fundamental classicals. He wants to see some, yeah, yeah. Not necessarily, not necessarily, uh, you know, cut a cookie kind of mm. replicas of Chopin or whatever. But I mean, uh, that real influence yeah. uh, and and kind of classical expertise. Um, you can see him yearning for that. Whereas I think Meek is want is is uh, he's definitely more of a pop guy. So sure. you know, if someone's playing a piano cover of something really poppy he he'll know it lang lang has no idea so sure. it's a it's a it's a it's quite a good push pulling i was gonna say maybe that's does. the literally the, the yin yang kind of thing of it it's, and i would yeah i was gonna say i want i was gonna ask is there a division is it like actually you know oh okay you played the show must go on do you want to play a mika concert oh you played you know oh no no they, but it's just a it's it's a one night one, one night, night concert. 
one night only, Mika and Lang Lang. <laughs> yeah, playing... and they're not, but the par- uh, I don't know if they were going to, I think they said originally they weren't going to, it's not about them, then they're not playing. But they, I mean, they're they not playing. Would. I imagine they will in some form because okay. obviously there's bits, every now and then like there's a bit where Lang Lang just gets up and has a go and he's oh, okay. like, I think he's just to uh, show, just to assert dominance in the area. <laughs> yeah, just to go, just to go. This is why I'm here, guys. But, and, step and, and, aside. and the pieces, the pieces, some of the pieces he picks are not always my bag, um, but you can't help marvel at the. I think I'm more into the flowy uh, drama of sure. piano, um, and there's some stuff which sounds like a kind of bee in a jar. That's like, you know, it's like kind of like piano shredding, and whilst it's cool, you're like. Could give me something to latch on to a little sure. bit, but um, but you honestly, it's it's worth a watch. And if you, in fact, if you don't care about the show, just go on YouTube and mm. look up Lang Lang, sure, and have your mind blown. Is it's it's so inspirational. Uh, and what I think what I like about the show though is it gives you an insight into this guy's personality, nice. uh, and seeing someone so grounded and kind of humble, Mm-mm. but this unbelievably extraordinary talent is. Yeah, really inspiring. Nice. Oh, how wholesome! No, a nice, nice, wholesome, uh, uh, wholesome way to spend your evenings. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So that's me. We kind of have spoken about this a, a, a few times. The idea of kind of, and I suppose for these lucky, uh, like I say, just passing. I think. I think. I remember the whole piano in a train station thing i remember that like mm-hmm. happening and people you know kind of like oh my god or, or like people you know fairly famous people playing there or whatever and like you didn't even realize it was elton john or something um yeah, yeah. but i'm obviously with these people just kind of passing by and just being like oh yeah I oh can. no i think i think they're like teed up they like they they're pre-arranged i don't know whether uh, they're to apply okay. or something or well, something i was to gonna nominate. say obviously being in the right time in the right place yeah. Um, that that you know is kind of a, a nice act of kind of serendipity to kind mm. of uh, uh, you know stumble across uh, uh, something like that that could change your whole world, change your whole. Yeah, I think actually world. I don't know whether it was this because basically the idea of timing is everything. Mm. It's a well-known phrase, and you might have gathered by now that mm. our episodes are titled uh, with a little play on everything. <laughs> sure. Um, so timing is everything. Yeah. Well-known phrase. I'm sure I heard it on this, on this show, but it got me thinking about how it's true. Timing <laughs> is Cheers everything. everyone. Discord tonight. That's it. See you next week. <laughs> um, but no, like there's a lot of uh, situations in your life where, and quite often with hindsight, really, that you, you realize that, that happened in a way that you couldn't have planned or foreseen Mm-mm. or like uh, imagined even uh, where you just happened to be, like it starts with the smallest thing of like conversation, a hello or like a, a random meeting then you can end up in the most incredible situations Mm-mm. due to this small thing that's all down to, well, timing, I guess. mm just happening to just life happening. It's it's yeah. So I thought that'd be a nice, a nice fun thing to kind of reflect on. Well, it's that it's a funny 
you know, again, that idea of kind of sort of circumstance and kind of coincidence versus perspective. Like, I think, you know, like it's it's so interesting when you think of like, um, I can't exactly remember which one. I think it was maybe a horse racing episode of Darren Brown. Right. Where seemingly he showed that he could basically give you the right the right bit and you could make lots of money so the idea is that he took a few contestants i think this is a very, my loose loose memory of the premise but the idea that he would basically tell you the correct horse to bet on every wow. single time and these i think it was six maybe contestants as it was filmed they put like increasingly, um, you know, large amounts of money on, you know, this horse that, that Darren said, you know, this is going to be the one. And, you know, there was kind of a big rigmarole and a big, you know, climax and run up to it. And they won, you know, like, oh my God, how did you do this? And then the rest of the show was him saying, basically, I didn't. I basically just took enough contestants to make sure that I won. And oh, so it's a numbers game. Yeah, so he just basically took chance. loads of contestants and told them all to bet on a different horse, and then they filmed the one that made it to six, basically. You know, however many oh, times right. in a row, you know. Um, some of them only won once, you know. Um, and, you know, that was the end of their journey kind of thing. You know, the next one they lost. So they just carried on until they found someone who you know, won That's that many incredible. times in a row. And he was saying, you know, the idea was it was an interesting view on perspective and like your impression of the world and like how, where you feel you sit in it and the narrative that's kind of being shown to you. Um, you know, and, and, and I think that's, that's super interesting, you know, like there, think of like a million moments, you know, I mean, your birth even, you know, being, <laughs> being <laughs> kind of at the, at the, the, you know, the, the first and foremost, you know, kind of uh, event, I suppose, in in your life, you know, as you're working on your family tree, Mm. which you've been doing, like, you know, you think of all of like, all of that circumstance that needed to happen in order for you to, you know, be in that place. And that's, you know, that's, that's, that is amazing, you know. Definitely, definitely. And I think uh, also, like, if you're thinking about, um, like music and kind of, I'm not, I don't always want to use the word careers, but I'm going to use it anyway. So like, I don't know, I find a lot of, and I'm sure you do too, there's a lot of the things that you ended up, uh, well, have ended up doing mm. uh, with music is down to kind of sheer, what you call luck. But mm. I kind of, I like, I always really like the Batman thing of you make your own luck. Sure. Um, sure. And actually, I, it's it's in Batman, but mm. I, I'd live by that. Mm. I like, I think you can, yeah, timing is everything, being in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. But you have to put yourself in the place. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like if I stood in the field every day, I'd probably not, Get cold. you know. <laughs> I would, yeah, but yeah, it might not be conducive to finding an opportunity in something unrelated to fields. Mm-hmm. If you see what I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you do have to kind of immerse yourself in a in the right pond, 
Um, but yeah, is, is there any standouts for you the way you've kind of gone? I have no idea how that happened, but it's it happened, and there I was, based on pure nothingness. Yeah, like I, I think I, you know, I said um, in, a, in a few kind of interviews. I mean, I think having any kind of you know as as, as meager as my experience was, you know, I, I I still think you know even even that experience alone is fairly you know, fairly unique, you know, like I think you, again, it's, it's like, you know, when you, when you're thinking of teaching music and, you know, inevitably people obviously take those teachings and join bands and then, you know, they're like, oh, people want advice. And it's just obviously for even first and foremost, you know, that is an enormous amount of luck of just, you know, the circumstance that you're in and, and that, you know, let alone your own ability, you know, but, then you know obviously certainly within arcane roots i think pretty much you know sort of two of the biggest um well eight easy the biggest tours but also the biggest kind of just um events i suppose early on in our career um you know we were, we were really lucky that the guys in biffy clyro took a shine to us early on and and again like stuff like that you know i grew up listening to them at, you know it was easily my favorite band for the longest time Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, for that, you know, like <laughs> at those events and then, you know, eventually we toured with them and then that eventually led us to touring with Muse and, and you know, got mm. to do a stadium, you know, stadium three shows, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one that's on the DVD as well, which was, we didn't know obviously at the time, but, um, be like 80,000 people, whatever it was. Um, and again, like, you know, you know, it was like one of the biggest highlights of my life, you know, like, you know, and, 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 you know, with touring with, you know, Biffy, um, you know, a few times after that and, you know, kind of being very friendly with them and, you know, like that was, was comp- so surreal, you know, like I, w- I would describe it as, you know, like Homer Simpson just walking into the room. It's kind of like you've seen yeah, that yeah. person a million times and then now you're talking to them. But, you know, those, sure, we, we put in the hard work, you know, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't what we set out to do. You know, I had no, I could, I, before those events, I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to get that tour. I'm going to go here. I'm going <laughs> sure, to, I'm sure, going to get, sure. you know, Biffy to like me or whatever. <laughs> um, but it was, and, and those moments were huge for our career. You know, that even that, you know, small shout out from them changed everything doing those shows, you know, completely opened Europe for us as a band. We, we mm. were as popular in Europe as we were in England. And and that was invaluable to us. We didn't even realize at the time that that was n- not the case for, for so many other bands. And again, like we, we didn't pick it. We were always very Europe focused and always very, um, I mean, I've, I've always been a, a Europhile. Um, mm-hmm. uh, um, so that was always very much the, the the desire, but you know, for all of the effort and the time, and the money and whatever, like I think I'm fairly sure that when the story I think happened, and again, I think it's one of those 
uh, if you've ever played one of the, like the Telltale games or one of those games where it's like you make a choice and it's like save this person or save that person, obviously it impacts the rest of the game. That like we were leaving, I think it was Shepherd's Bush Empire, and we were playing the last, or maybe maybe not the last show, but it was the London show, obviously of the of the tour. But it was we were playing with our good friends, an incredible band, uh, Dry the River at the time. And, yep. and and it, to be fair, again, um, even that, Daryl, uh, the original drummer for Arcane Roots, he sent me uh, their song No Rest, which I thought was absolutely incredible. It just came out. The artwork it's was incredible. It's a great tune. Absolute banger. Saw that. I remember being in my, you know, we all lived together in, in Kingston, or Surbiton really, I suppose, and at that time. And... um. Yeah, and, and I've just been like, wow, you know, this is amazing. You know, can't believe it. And then, um, and then randomly within like a week, our label manager at the time messaged us being like, oh, I'm, do you want to go to this event? It's at Shoreditch House and Dry the River. Or I don't even know if it was Dry the River, maybe not. I think actually maybe, maybe it was mentioned. Do you want to go see them? they're going to be playing there. And mm-hmm. we were like, sure. And so we're like, oh, that's cool. Like literally Daryl showed me them and we both like agreed. Amazing. We, like got, you know, I don't think the album was out. I think it was about for the album release. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they hooked us up. We went down there and yeah, we got there. And like, I think it was just two of them. I think it was Pete and Matt who were playing. And again, if you're not, not familiar, they're not around anymore, but they are the most incredible band, easily one of my favorite bands of all time. And people we looked up to enormously as well. And um, and they were there and they were playing. And so like we were just kind of standing in the crowd, you know, arms folded, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they, they played their songs or whatever. And then um, as is my only go-to for any situation like that, I think it's just really nice. And I kind of find it hard to fairly bottle any of these kinds of feelings to just be like, you know, I hate, I would never go up to anyone. I would never, you know, talk to anyone ever. But I would just be like, ah, oh, that was amazing. Cheers. Like literally, I'm already yeah, halfway yeah. past you. There's there's no obligation. Just, you know, all the, anyone yeah. I've met. Love that. All the biggest, you know, every time at a festival. I just felt like it would just be like, oh, yeah, I will. Like, like I think. Uh, it's, just, it's just nice, isn't it? And, but not too heavy. Yeah, just as I'm already most of the way past you. Just like, or have a good show. Like, that's always a good one. Wish Dave Grohl will have a good show. Cheers, man. That's it. You know, Taylor, have a good show. That's it. Halfway past you already. I just feel like it's the nicest. If it's up to them, then if they want to do anything. Um, yeah. And yeah, like, uh, uh, just standing there. And then <laughs> they finished. And I think they were just like kind of chatting or whatever. And I think we were kind of just mingling, mingling around and saying hi to people. And I think maybe that I'm assuming there was some, some kind of industry there. And uh, literally, I think we were about to leave. And I was like, oh, you know, literally, I think it was maybe Pete or Matt. I think it was actually Matt we walked past. And um, I was just like, ah, just to say, love it. You know, amazing. Can't wait. Really excited for the album. And they were like, Arcane Roots. And we were like, yeah 
and they were like, oh my God, we listen to you guys in the van all the time. And we were like, man, we've been listening to you all week. Like now I can gush at you. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. You've opened thus, the floodgates. Thus began a, 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 a brother, a brotherhood last to this day. Um, so much love. Nicest, most talented um, guys ever. And then from that, we got, a t- we did a tour with them, which was amazing. Like so much fun. And then, yeah, literally Shepherd's Bush, I think I came, we were all ready to load out. We had our van in the designated get a, you know, parking ticket because no venues have any spaces anywhere for anything to you to do anything. Um, And then you say, oh, do you know anywhere we could park? And then suddenly they're aliens. They're like, I don't know. I've never parked here ever in my life. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> we will do. What's a car? Um, yeah exactly do you know what I mean it's just like surely every band goes do you know is there anywhere do you know where we can park oh 50 miles away okay brilliant um, yeah, yeah. so um, so yeah like we had it there I think we were like on the pavement and you know everyone we'd already packed everything away there was a bit of a schmooze afterwards so we'd met with our labels and managers and whatever and we were all coming downstairs and uh, always we would forget the merch that's like number one thing we do usually it's in a different place and we'd always like box it up or you know uh, whoever's doing our merch they would kind of leave it all nicely boxed up for us and then we'd always always forget to get it um but so i think we'd already got there and then we were like oh we need to go and get merch so i think it was me and carla maybe daryl maybe adam not sure anyway we all turn up to get the boxes or whatever and the you know the van's running we're on the pavement in Shepherd's Bush. You know, it's you're yeah. getting a ticket, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, it must have been late. Maybe, I don't know, 1 a.m. maybe. And picked up the mock, picked up all the all the uh, merch or whatever, walking down the stairs and about to leave the venue and kind of tall gentleman comes past and it's just like, ah, oh, really loved the show tonight. I don't suppose I could grab a CD, could I? And like, we knew for a fact CDs are at the bottom of the box. <laughs> the very bottom of the box. All packed away. And we were like half, like the door was open, the van's there. I think our tour manager was there, like, you know, already or whatever. <laughs> and we could have said, oh no, sorry mate. Da, 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 da. Yeah. But I was in a good mood. We had a lovely time. And I was just like, oh, and then like, we've got to do the, got to mark it down. We've got to put it in all the things for the merch the or whatever. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and a spreadsheet and all that crap. And so I literally was just like, put it down and was just like, just shuffle through, found the near CD and was like, oh, don't worry about it. Thanks. You know, thanks for, thanks for watching or whatever. I think it was an album as well. So that's like, that's like, I gave, basically gave him 10 pounds. Yeah, um, nice. And didn't think anything. Expensive of, compliment. Didn't think anything of it. Did not think anything of it. Carried on. I think we probably went home. As is customary, if it's that late at night, I think we got some kind of fast food to celebrate on the way home. Didn't think anything of it. Turns out that guy does the production for Biffy Clyro. And apparently that is how that record ended up in their hands. Wow. Um, That was a tenner well spent there, Andrew. Yeah, exactly, right? But I could not have... I could not have um, 
you know, planned it, even if I, even if I tried. Um, apparently, that that's that's the story we were told. I didn't mm-hmm. t- I didn't know the story. I was just told, oh, that's so and so, and he was there. Um, and actually, we became really good friends with the the guy, um, lovely nice. guy, Graham. And um, so yeah, like c- could could not have put you know that whole line of of, of events together. But as always, we would say that is as well. A, just make sure you always give merch to people. But B, mm-hmm. just just try and be really nice. <laughs> I think yeah, yeah, that yeah. really. I think it. I think if you were going to grease the gear of any happenstance, just try your best to be really nice. And also, it, it it's worth mentioning that like that's that that's like that's a, that's one of the good ones, right? You know, like that's. I've got, mm-hmm. I've got for that nice story that works out really nicely and like, well done, Clang, you dropped a few names and well done, mate. At the same time, I got 50 misery stories that, that happen way more frequently. Totally. But, but I think that I, there's a principle in there that not only is it obviously just great timing, mm. but the, the, I think a lot of the time in the commercialization of things, in the, the internet of things, all these um, talks of, you know, managing risk or even uh, gambling, you know, mm. people want, people want a sure shot. Mm-hmm. People want a, uh, almost to know the result before they, mm-hmm. you know, they want to know the outcome before they act. Mm. Um, and I really, I mean, I'm not saying I'm, immune to that but that whole kind of life being some weird fuzzy Mm-mm. mess that we're all trying to put in boxes and kind of throw our own i don't know what mm. rationalization probably um i just think it's yeah it's nice to break that and just go just obviously with nice intentions and everything it's just nice to go just do things because why not? You know, yeah. Just 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 sort the outcome. Just mm. do do it because it's it's fun or because you want to because it's nice because it's mm. meaningless at, even in the time. It doesn't it doesn't. I really like that. I think it's I think it's healthy to kind of to put yourself in the un, unknown. Just open the doors to possibilities. Mm. Um, it's like that. Um, I'm sure I've mentioned it here before, but uh, there was an article ages ago about the advice from like a 95 year old woman or a hundred year old woman, maybe, you know, something statement piece on where well, you've been around ages, what we learned and what can you pass on, you know? Uh, and she's just like, go outside every day because you don't know what's going to happen. Mm. And uh, a lot with a lot of things, it's kind of, if, if I sat in the house on my own and watched Lang Lang, uh, I kind of know what the outcome's going to be. Sure. So it, I'm not invite. I'm not inviting variation in, into my life, mm. um, but yeah, by kind of breaking that, and uh, I don't know. I don't know whether it's maybe people go, Matt. That's really obvious. You know, I do that all the time. But I, I don't know. It feels. It feels. If especially say you work work from home, mm-hmm. right? You work from home. You and then eat at home and. You know, you've got some friends you see. It's, it's, I don't know. The, it feels like more of a journey on to communicating with, if you're communicating like on the internet, for example, 
in many cases, it's with people you have an existing connection with rather than, um, you make I'd say with the exception of our, our lovely Discord. Exactly. Uh, you know, uh, there's, there's some community-based stuff where, the, where someone facilitates, you know, random people getting together. Um, but yeah, I just think in, in inviting variation into your life is a really healthy thing. And I think by doing that, uh, I, think, I feel like that's how life used to be and it's probably a bit less like that now. And again, it might just be my take on it. So feel free to disagree with me. But um, Well, the bubble, and it's, the kind of ne- the sense of, I think we're very much, we're very much like, you know, pr- proprietors of our own bubble these days. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's, that's a, you know, whether that's your opinions or political leanings or religion or whatever. Even, you know, nationality, you know, like the, the you know, the joke that you move somewhere and you just find other English people or other Irish people or whatever, like, because that connection is just a little bit easier, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even in your interests, you know, I think like we've said about this show, pushing us to listen to more music because you do start reading like, man, I just listen to John Frusciante all the time. So it's like, okay, <laughs> like, you know, I, I can't recommend it every week. So, you know, maybe I no, should. Exactly. They only have so many songs on albums. Well, exactly. You know, have you heard views, this yeah. song? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's, it's, it is important. And, uh, you know, the whole, you know, kind of the, the way to make sure you don't do something is to quit, you know, like that's the way sure. to guarantee that that's not going to happen, you know? Um, you know that's I lo- yeah I, I love that one I love that one and I often see it in 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 fridge in magnets. something like music which is like <laughs> say again fridge magnets fridge magnets cards uh, <laughs> right, okay. Facebook I see it in Cl- in Clinton's a lot yeah, yeah on, on inspirational videos mm. um the yeah I think with something like music I mean and I guess like what we were talking about before you know oh, I played violin when I was four and mm. stopped but. But you could have been, you know, the world's greatest violinist. Who, sure. who knows? But maybe you didn't want to. Who knows? But I do, yeah, I do think that kind of just just by relating it to the timing thing, mm. just by continuing or continuing to exist in a sphere or continuing to put yourself or be around something that you enjoy, uh, you're inviting those coincidences. You're inviting those kind of random and inverted commas, uh, events mm-hmm. you know so i mean it's not a far stretch if you were at center parks uh on a kids playground mm-hmm. then meeting the production manager for biffy clyro sure would have been way more, more of a serendipitous yeah yeah, you know? sure, sure. yeah yeah or in tenerife at, uh, at a beach bar mm-hmm. scuba diving you know you'd be like, oh holy shit uh sure sure i mean it's still not maybe really far i mean if you were on mars then you'd be like whoa <laughs> You Can't know, believe this. What are you doing here? <laughs> we'll chat later because this is we're doing something. Yeah, we can't just take time. Just trying to get on with this if you don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to explore Mars. Just give yeah, me yeah. a sec. Uh, um, you haven't got any CDs on you, have you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no pockets uh, in on, this suit. I can't, I can't undo the zip, otherwise I'm I'm, I'm a goner. Sure. When we get down to Earth, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, it's. Yeah, you're inviting it, and I like that. I like that. I think, mm. yeah. Well, you have I don't really to. know where I don't know what my point is. Really, I'm just to be completely honest. Yeah. I just think it's a. I I like these little reminders of just like keep on going. And I don't know if it's inspirational or annoying, but I'm I'm here. I'm here for it. And I yeah, believe. But you in have it. to. 
no one else is going to do it for you. Like you have to, you know, you have to, it, it, it is that, you know, it, there's a selfishness to it and it's, and that's fine, you know, as well. Like you have to, if you want something, you need to make it happen. I, I really think, you know, you know, for, for all, <laughs> for all it, all the negative it has caused me over the years, it's also, you know, what's got me the things I really cherish. And, and that is just sort of sheer, stubborn, will, you know, pig-headed, tunnel vision. Determination, yeah. But, because you have to, like, that's, that's it. You know, it, it it's, you have to be in it to win it, you know, and, and I think that's, that's the thing. And, and that takes, you know, so many different forms, you know, like you, you, you are just dealing with whatever you're dealing with at the time you're dealing with it. Like, you know, at one point you, you were struggling with the ABC, but now, mm-hmm. you know, English is, is perfectly fine for you, you know, like counting or whatever. Same with learning mm-hmm. an instrument, you know, you kind of go from learning an instrument to learning a business really, you know, mm-hmm. learning, you learn an instrument, become an athlete, run a business, <laughs> you know, like sure, sure, that, sure. that's, you know, on all fronts and, and you have to, yeah, you have to put yourself into those, you have to put yourself into those situations or, or, or that, that isn't going to happen. And you need to have the drive to do it, to put other things aside. And I think that's also the, the, the real crux, you know, like, um, you know, at the same time, you know, me and Sophia would always talk about, oh, you know, how things could have been or whatever. And obviously having a son, I'm now like, oh, what's his life going to be like? Do I want it to have been like mine or, or, or would I prefer he took something else or, you know, mm-hmm. do I have a right to even think in those terms? Do you know what I mean? That kind of thing. And, and you just, you made the choices that you made and those were for that reason. But at the same time, you know, we, we did a lot of the things we really, really wanted to do. But, you know, at the same time, then we had to sacrifice a lot of other, a lot of other things. There, there's definitely a give and a... Definitely. A, I know, also think give it, take. quite a nice, quite a nice thing I think I've, um, I've learned in kind of more of a, I guess more of a business way, um, is in a similar thing to the, the transactional nature of, of things. I think in, in, a business sense is it's you're really weighing that up as in it's always kind of about extracting value like mm. if we spend time slash money or which are the same thing on this thing what do we get out of it you know you you have limited resource so you're looking for maximum invest you know mm. investment and maximum return always but most of the time yeah 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 uh i'm I, I quite enjoy, I quite enjoy the kind of feeling of going. Oh, should we just like saying yes to stuff that's maybe not immediately obvious what the benefit is? You kind of feel in your gut. You're like, uh, yeah, you're cool, and this sounds cool. So let's just see what happens. And maybe it's inexpensive or just random. Uh, but some of the most random situations like that, where you've just kind of opened your mind to say yes to something. Um, they then lead on to the coolest things ever. Mm. Um, and I guess it's, it's kind of similar to that, uh, 
Yeah, I, I really like that concept of the pay it forward thing as well. Um, sure. It's a, a phrase I've really only heard relatively recently. Um, you haven't seen the film? Someone... <sighs> Is that a film? There's a film called Pay It Forward, yeah. It's an absolute sobber, so... Okay. Get get the tissues nice. ready. But similar similar uh-huh. crack, kid comes up with the idea of like doing three nice things to to three nice people and all they have to do is pay it on to three more people. And that's nice. kind of the idea to kind of change the world. But I mean, you know, like again, you know, that's a that's a pretty that's a pretty great thing to put out there. And like yeah, you, you Have what? you have you seen the movie um Yes Man? The, was it I have not. One? Okay. But the, there's a, a similar concept, right? Say again. There's a book of it though, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure there's a book of a guy who said just agreed to like he did like a thing he was like I'm just going to say yes to everything. I'm assuming that's the nice. Deal. I can't remember how that the, the movie went. I'm assuming oh, okay. it's based on the book, but sure. um, it is yeah an in- interesting experiment. But well, yeah, that, but that's that's it. Uh, that's that. I think that's that. If there's anything I've learned, it's, you can be in you can be in one place, and again, it's all perspective. It, you can easily you know you can be in one place and feel like nothing's moving, nothing's going forward, you know, completely stale, stagnant. And then, you know, within a month you could be dead or you could be king of the world. Do you know what I mean? Like it could be, it, it could be any which way, like, you know, it, even, you know, like I say, even in a, in a, in a, in a, in a career sense, like, you know, I've seen loads of bands seemingly implode when mm-hmm. from an outside perspective, I was like, man, I thought they were like doing the best they've ever done. You know, or like sure. they're they're in the best position they've ever been, and you know here they are. Like from my perspective, I'm like shocked at that. I'm like, man, you guys are king of the world. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Just what are you doing? You know, like um, it, it is so much about your own perspective of time. And you, but you in that situation, you don't see the personal the personal side of, of things because no. it's you're you're kind of looking at it on the almost like the public perception mm-hmm. element. Um, and it's all, there's always some stuff going on behind the scenes that's mm. like more nuanced, more complex, and more personal. Mm. Uh, you know, you just can never understand. And the and the payoff for those guys obviously wasn't enough. No, um, no, no, and and that's um. But as in, uh, I think it's it, it, again, it's like you know, uh, again, an interesting uh, um, kind of value of perspective in that you know. It's so hard to see to to gain a a, a neutral perspective on something at, at any one time is so impossible. Obviously, you know you'll never see mm-hmm. it from every every perspective, uh, and even like worth is so transitory now. You know, even even things that are so you know that are material or 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 any anything those worths can can be can can be so sort of uh loose <laughs> they can be so what what do you, what do you mean by that oh so like you know it, like the worth you put on something mm-hmm. is just so you know for, for argument's sake take like any kind of nft mm-hmm. the kind of deal with that is that it as long as it's desirable it's valuable as long as it stops becoming desirable i know one wants to buy one trade it whatever no longer desirable anymore worth goes down the idea is that mm-hmm. you could give away the first few away but you know say you give away 10 things mm-hmm. 
let's say I give away 10 cupcakes and then the 11th cupcake I charge one pound for. Okay. And people are like, oh, it's just a pound. And then the 12th cupcake I charge two pound for. And they're like, ah, everyone else loved their cupcakes. Two pounds, nothing. 13th, three pound, four pound for argument's sake, whatever. And I keep charging more because obviously now the people want my cupcakes, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously then, let's say you didn't eat them, but you just liked them a lot. Well, then you're like, well, everyone else is really loving their cupcakes. And so I'm happy to pay 20 pounds for a cupcake because it's such sure. a great cupcake. Do you know what I mean? Et cetera, et cetera. It keeps on, keeps on going. That seems to be, I was talking uh, with a friend about this yesterday about a Beyonce tickets. Sure. Um, so that she's come up recently for charging like silly money right. for concert tickets. Okay. And you kind of think on, it's, it's an interesting one because like on one hand, she's, she's desirable, like you say. Yeah, and yeah. Everyone wants to see Beyonce, apparently. Mm. Uh, I'd love to see Beyonce. Also, yeah, I imagine it's an amazing show. It's not uh, music's not like mm-hmm. my go-to, but yeah, I'm sure it's great. But it's like f- four or six hundred quid or something for a ticket. Sure, uh, and it's oh, was it three fifty something. Anyway, it's hundreds of pounds yeah. just for a standard ticket. They go up to like four grand for a box. Right, and uh, you kind of almost go, "This should surely this that's ridiculous," and uh, there should be some kind of. Uh, economies of scale because she's playing like massive venues mm-hmm. and then there's like this I was wondering I get the fact that if she's charging premium prices it makes like brand Beyonce premium just like if a Bugatti was a fiver you, mm-hmm. you know it lower the kind of prestige yeah, yeah. of that exactly. thing um, but then I'm like there's also if she charged like a tenner mm-hmm. Or if she, uh, here's an idea. She starts, she's got a mailing list and then she has a tour mm. and in certain radiuses around each venue, she just emails randomly a hundred fans and says, mm. or as many fans as she has on the mailing list and says, here's a free ticket. Just, you know, scan the QR to sure. claim it. Mm. One each. And then everyone else has to pay 20 quid as they usually would. Mm-hmm. I'm like, would that not be better? Would that not, people not go, do you know what, Beyonce's sound, that's brilliant. She's like... Yeah, but does that pay the rent? (laughs) Like, I I mean, her opinion, like their opinion of her doesn't Mm -hmm. mean she'll sell less tickets. No. Do you know what I mean? And like, I mean, it's a tough one. I mean, without knowing, and I don't, Mm -hmm. um... It is a, I mean, it's slightly a slightly different discussion, but the, I mean, first and foremost, like, what's the crack with the show? Like, is it, you know, like her homecoming thing, which I saw on Netflix, like, is mm. it multimedial, million dancers? It's Beyonce, let's face it, probably is. Probably, probably, it's be a high, high probably yeah, probably one of the, the best, if not the best concert you will see in your life. I reckon even if I went, I reckon I would probably be like, you know what? That's probably the best concert I've ever seen. Beyonce is sick. 
and the people she employs and the level and the quality of the people that she employs is sick. Not in a like, oh, we're a really good dance group, as in like they best are the, the best in the world. Mm-hmm. I feel like there is a devaluation of like what's good. They're good. They are the top session guys. You don't even know, and that's why they're so good. You don't even hear you don't even hear all the millions of details that make the, all the choreography that is within 0.01 of a millisecond, perfect timing, that they gave their lives to be that good to play on stage. With I think that's probably even a fairly correct assumption to make. Yep. yep. Sum of their life, the sum of their being, right? So let's... That, First and firm, first and foremost, I feel like if there was something that they ever wanted to do for the young communities of, I mean, it's unrealistic to even say the world, but I suppose it's unrealistic what I'm saying, whatever, is that kids should be able to go for free. But then that would, she would lose yeah. out a huge amount of money. But I think if you want to see something really inspirational, certainly for kind of like any young you know person of color, you want to see any kind of soup um, or any whatever, but. You understand what I'm saying? As in a role yeah, yeah, model yeah. to be like, go and be this good. You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. go and be like, you know, rappers are cool and that, but go and be this good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, yeah, like, you know, that's cool. And this, you know, Britain's Got Talent, that's cool. But go and be this good. This is the mm-hmm. real, this is probably the greatest group of talent. I mean, could... Yeah, probably the greatest group of talent in the world. The greatest talented traveling circus there is. Yeah, because I like, think of any band, that's just the band. All the dancers, all the everything, probably all the people designing all of the uh, show, the producers, the band, the session yeah. guys, you know, are going to be, you know, you've probably got all your double barreled names in there, you know. Probably. Yeah, I, I see. Probably. I see. I see you. I see you. I just think at some point it becomes you kind of go. It you just lose people and oh sure uh, sure sure. I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying it's not a lot of money. I'm just saying first and foremost. And I'm I'm also, and I'm also saying not saying pay. Don't pay these people. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Just there's another way, and Mm. I, I don't think. I would assume, and I'm not. This isn't a dig at people who have generated wealth or like Beyonce Inc I'm sure Sure. has a lot of cash and that's fine Uh, it just feels like maybe it should just be cheaper and maybe subsidised by something else or uh, yeah I just think the accessibility for that kind of thing is is important but then again it depends on um, and I'm kind of contradicting my own question here it kind of depends on her her MO like if she's if that might not matter in her mind. I just saw the example because I don't know. I'm not a big Beyonce fan necessarily, but I, her story is the kind of rags to riches kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I I I understand the. I mean, I'm not, I'm I'm just playing playing the devil here to some degree, but yeah, I think. For, I mean, for example, I have heard a surprising amount of tours mm. like that make even sure so that 
I'm not saying that's the case. I'm just saying that's also something worth considering. Mm-hmm. In that the production alone and the kind of moving fortress that it will it is probably breaks even. The merch is probably the upswing for the artist. Sure. Most likely. Um I think, you know, there's it's also like and I'm you know, I'm not it just is what it is. Also, like, if you, like, to, to, I'm, and I'm just playing a role here, really. If, if you don't want the tickets to be that much money, mm. buy the record as well. <laughs> because that money has to come from some, like, if you want those things, that money has to come from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Also, like, I mean, Beyonce's maybe not got, tons more at that level i think she's yeah she, she might as, be as, a, as in just just of, of like in your prime <laughs> yeah prime pre-peak athleticism just energy really as well and and desire quite quite likely that you know bar aging very gracefully and doing some more great records to to kind mm-hmm. of really kick in shit like she does and and I mean, if you've ever seen any of those performances, the athleticism is on another level. The punishment is, for your body is in in her case, especially like it's it's it. I don't know. I like I can't imagine being that good at the dancing. Never mind seeing it at the same time at that level. So I think like that. It, I mean, as we're talking about, kind of the the beauty of the human kind of um, the human fuck it. Uh, gene which is a beautiful thing you know it can't just be like nah like we, we're amazing creatures at just being like fuck it I'm gonna do it I'm gonna eat that cake I'm gonna you know I'm gonna what short, short term gains I'm gonna run off into the sunset I'm gonna you know whatever I'm gonna shoot him <laughs> whatever you know <laughs> like it's it's amazing people can be incredible but at the same time it, it you know like Maybe she's at a point where, like, this is the last thing of this scale she might do. And funny, have I heard something interesting about the Bruce? I think there was a similar discussion about the Bruce Springsteen tour, and that apparently well, being being expensive. Yes, and I heard okay. something in an interview where, um, he something like he said that he was told that's what everyone was doing, and he felt like he had done. And this might be libelous, so I take I will correct it if 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 I need to. He was told that that's what everyone else was doing, ticket wise, and so he felt he had given kind of enough like maintenance to the tickets for the you know to to make sure that they were accessible kind of thing for the longest time, and he was told that he was kind of like well this is going to be the last kind of hurrah potentially, so I'm just going to do what everyone else does, and you know that. That's, I mean, depending on whose eyes you're looking at it through, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You're, it's legal to do that, and you're mm-hmm. allowed to do that. Again, obviously, there are, and it, and also, I mean, you like, you know, it, it's kind of where we're at now to be like money bad. Like we're really big on money bad. 
without knowing exactly how that breaks. I'm not saying what you're saying is bad. I'm just saying it's easy to imagine like Beyonce's got her feet on the desk with a cigar (laughs) and a monocle. Do you know what I mean? And a big like, you know, dead cheetah rug or something. Yeah, she doesn't care about us, blah, 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 blah. Like same with Bruce Springsteen. Maybe easier with Bruce Springsteen, right? But um, well, I don't know because he's he's like it wasn't he his mo like the, his message the blue collar guy like the they, this is where I mean, man in America this is the yeah. spear he fell on yeah. Uh, yeah um but it's it's we don't know the facts that is is the is the kind of um, thing maybe of it. it's maybe it is this this big delayed reaction on and I realise we're not talking about timing here but no, this but is it's kind of about time <laughs> we we uh, maybe it's just the real consequence of like internet kicking in you know or maybe or cashing in on legacy or a combination of both you know um yeah make this you know that kind of whole story about there's no money left in streaming and all this Mm-mm. maybe streaming there, there never just was. got so <laughs> no no no, no, no. but maybe anybody. but now is maybe it's it's just so ingrained yeah. with everyone doing it at every age Mm-mm. uh that there is that 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 Life has to compensate a bit more, and 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 shows and merch is all there is. Mm. Like in a in a weird way, when I've seen people, you know, disagree with ticket prices and what have you, I was like, where did you think your pound of flesh was coming from? Mm. Like you you listen to the record for free, which is bonkers. You listen to the record for free, it's for free. You're not paying for anything. It's free. You can listen to any album you want now. Brand new album. It's just come out completely for free. Like in no other circumstance is that acceptable. So your pound of flesh has to come from something. So guess you, you can't have both. You can't have free album, cheap tickets. And I mean, I mean, I know this, I'm playing the role here of kind of Tory Andrew or something, but like that, that is the, that is kind of the, uh, that is the, the kind of shtick that that's, that's also the the case, you know, and and I, I sort of heard a really interesting uh, conversation, and 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 again, I even find it, you know, interesting for myself listening to. Um, I was listening to um, Peter Honore, okay, on the um, I think it's just the Gristle podcast with um, Greg Koch, one of my mm-hmm. all time favorite guitar players. Phenomenal. Um, oh, I just. If you if you're not familiar, get familiar. Greg Cock, amazing, the funniest guy as well, but just a beast on the guitar. Um, and they were talking, and it was so interesting for them to talk about, like, kind of just trying to be a guitar personality, mm-hmm. just trying to be a guitarist, really, in in 2023, and um, what they need to do to make the you know they're like this free pedal isn't feeding my kids, you know, like, mm-hmm. and. It was interesting, you know, uh, when it's so easy to, you know, I've been guilty of it and, and I've had it happen to me. And, and, you know, it's so easy to look at things and be like, oh, they've got it. Because that's the nature yeah, of Instagram yeah, yeah. and all those social media. You want it to look better, way better than it is. And they're like, yeah, I, I need to vary my, I need to be constantly looking at options to feed my children. Like that's the yeah, yeah, yeah. case. And obviously, you know, Beyonce, you know, slightly different situation, but you know that there 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 are things that 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 come with that that we're you know oh but it's but it's also with. so it's so specific to each individual you I mean you could look at like a, a 
an Instagrammer with 200,000 followers mm. and another one with 200,000 followers. Uh, this one might have sponsorships, you know, low rent mm. and uh, no kids. This one might have uh, no sponsorships, working in a part-time job, mm. 10 kids and, you know, big bills. Do you know the, the, the specifics of a situation? Uh, make make each one whilst you could compare linearly mm. incomparable um but yeah i think um yeah i guess it's the idea this idea of like lost leader i always think about mm. um and so doing something i learned about that when i was at university found it fascinating um the whole concept of you know playstation is developed at a loss uh then they make it back on the games mm-hmm. so um it, you know losing money on something to make money somewhere else um, yeah, I think it's really, it is really fascinating. And um, where was I going to go? There's a point you just said, which is so good. I said that yes. the best of George Michael is, <laughs> while it is <laughs> conductive oh, and cohesive. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Right, good. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I've, I watched a lot of, uh, I haven't mentioned it on here actually, but I've watched Clarkson's Farm, two oh, seasons okay. of. And uh, as a country boy uh, and with a farming background, mm. fascinating and in many ways brilliant. I've heard but, from um, the criticism of uh, uh, Mr. Clarkson that actually it's quite a well-informed um, and kind of glorified look at UK farming. That's the, sure, and, and it, obviously I've heard that it's it, a, it, regardless of how you feel of him, I I have heard that it's it's meant to be quite a revealing fact. It's really good. Uh, if nothing else, to shine a spotlight on something which probably needs a spotlight on it, because we all eat. Never, you know, never mind if you're a farmer or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does kind of hit up some interesting points and, and shines a light on. I think the, one of the most important things is like more traditional farmers. Obviously, he is a bit of an irony because he's like, "I'm running a farm. This is how it works." Mm-hmm. But as Amazon TV money coming yeah. flowing into it mm. so it's not uh representative however it is representative of something that even in school i was uh taught about how uh, farmers are diversifying mm. um you know and the example was like john smith as a is a farmer and he has turned one of his fields into a campsite mm. and uh just these uh, other ideas on how you could do things um um and obviously that's gone, that's old, because I am, mm. but that's, that's old information. Uh, and if you didn't do it at the time or haven't done it since, then you might be struggling now. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, I see parallels with music. Sure. And, and you cut, everyone's going, the model doesn't work. So it's like, well, how do you stitch together something that feels like the same job, uh, but with you know other little fingers in other little pies mm. as as that could be entirely unrelated yeah, yeah. um kind of related to what you're saying about you know pete and greg cock mm. um yeah I, I think i think that's as how it how it works now or how it has to work to oh, it, it, of, it, yeah water will flow will take the shape of any vessel it flows into it's kind of you, yeah. you, you have to you have to that's that's it, it and again that's that's the, <laughs> well, I'm really um, flying the flag today. That's how like a, the conservative model for like the high street works. The best, the technically 
if you were to do that, the best of the best wins, mm-hmm. right? Will the, thrive. Yeah. The best shop for the at the best time for the best that you know had the best business sense and sold the best stuff for the people and it, that it was attracting and was the best at that will be the shop that thrives and therefore maintains its place. If the shop is going under, then it's not mm. the best place. Regardless of how we feel for it, it should be the best of the bit of the best. And and technically we should all, you know, technically the best of the musician people who, and it's like evolution, people who can adapt to whatever. Technically that mm. is, that's, that's that theory, right? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't account for all the other kind of, you know, people have put invested their entire life savings and life into, you know, this model and then that's crumbled underneath them and, you know, they're, you know, fucked. It, it doesn't really allow for that. But the theory. <laughs> the yeah, theory yeah, sure. Is, and I'm not, and I'm not saying, I'm not know, saying. You're the, you're the one who didn't grow legs, you know, <laughs> like. <that's, laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how that worked. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying it's. I think it's making the best out of a bad situation. Yeah, oh, which you have is, to. And, and like that that human need to survive, mm. right? And uh, it's just, it's. I, I find that an interesting... We haven't talked about this for a while, so maybe that's why we are. Mm. Um, but I find it an interesting time in, in terms of that because it can, you can... It's an opportunity to diversify in anything, in any different way, depending mm. on what gets you up in the morning or what you want to, what your aspirations are. Um, yeah. Well, I think to um, just bring us wholeheartedly back onto topic. Nice. I think that a big, something that is very much missing from the discussion is um, the idea of the currency of time. And whereas in some professions it is uh it is kind of appreciated it is often missing from those discussions for example you know you get something repaired Mm -hmm. the cost of that repair isn't the cost of that person's time at that on that day Mm. it's also paying for the cost of all the years that they spent doing and screwing up repairs (laughs) in the past so that they could be good enough to repair so elegantly your guitar whatever tv (laughs) do you get tvs repaired anymore don't know but you know what i mean (laughs) um and Time as I mean, obviously, traditionally, time was kind of replaced with money, um, <laughs> but it doesn't really follow that anymore. And and we are in a real bind of of uh, I mean, it feels like more more so than ever. Certainly in the in the I don't know how it is anywhere else in the world, but it feels that way. Certainly in the Western sphere with the energy crisis, da, 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 like the, we're in a real and I, I think politics as well. Anyone who's making money bad, you know, like stop them. You know, like you can be a person of the people, but don't make more than a million. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. Like then you're, then you need to give that all away. Um, Hmm. So, you know, the whole Mr. Beast thing is like, 
amazing. Oh, I was reading that earlier, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I didn't. I, I watched a bit of the video where this is the thing where he gives twenty-two or twenty thousand pairs of shoes to. Yeah, and he did. He cured like a thousand people's like cataracts. Basically, gave them like laser eye surgery. Like all bad. Um, um, oh, really? Is uh, it, yeah. I saw an amazing uh, sort of parody article that was like, Mr. Beast sees the errors of his ways and reblinds a thousand people. <laughs> um, what's, the, what's the angle on that being bad? Uh, the angle is, uh, without getting too there, Yeah. obviously you've got one half that are like, what a G, right? He's already kind of, uh, and that's um, short for gangster. Um, uh Basically, long story long, uh, Mr. Beast, who is a very famous uh, YouTuber, his kind of shtick is um, uh, creating content where, and again, this is kind of the content that we all click on and it is popular because it's popular. We'll get there in a minute. The (laughs) idea is that he's making content and from very early on when he had nothing, he would use the money that he would get from sponsors or whatever, or any money that he had made from the YouTube to invest into the next uh, video. And often that would be, you know, I give £10,000 to a stranger, stand in this spot for an hour, get a house, whatever. You know, like, it's all clickbaity, whatever. But he's a... But but with a a lot of uh, sentiment of giving, right? And generosity. Yep, and he has philanthropic... uh, And, you know, the idea that he runs the channels at a loss... And, you know, he has a philanthropic uh, uh, a food bank side of the, of the thing. And he's very clever. He's turning our sort of worst impulses um, and using that to make money to funnel. And, and you know, it's a, it's a consequence of a consequence. You know, we click on mm-hmm. it because it's a great title and it's a great thing. And we've read this article and you listen to this podcast and you went and checked it out. It's, you know, we're, we're all naughty um but um <laughs> but that makes money and that money he puts into that video and you know he could just give 10,000 pounds to a shredder um uh oh he's saying he could do it quietly is it he could put it in a bin he could set it on fire like or but he's you know, obviously giving it and doing nice things with this money. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's, yeah, a, yeah. it's generally considered a nice thing. Sure, it's for content. Sure, it's, you know, the kind of, you know, reality aspect of putting a camera in someone's face or whatever. But we're all clicking on it and we're all making more money and we're all talking about it. Mm-hmm. And that's making that money. Um, I think the other side of that is, A, that's a bit ugly. Um, we're kind of being shown, like, well, why isn't the government doing that? Why isn't someone mm-hmm. else doing that? There's a little bit of kind of white saviour in there as well, to some degree. Mm-hmm. And also kind of, yeah, the, 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 the kind of why, you know, why do we need you to be doing that kind of thing? Like the, the government should be doing that. Um, and I guess on top of that, the uh, if you want to do that call, I, I guess his his ecosystem needs to put it out to talk to make the money to do it. Yeah, that's uh, the that's how it happens. But is, is the <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah, exactly. So it's it's a bit different. But I guess is it is it? Would you call it virtue signaling? You know, saying hey, I did a good thing. You know, yeah. Uh, when you you could just do it nice and quietly. But I guess in this case, his model literally requires him to 
to talk about it to make the money to do it. Yes, so. and and so there is kind of like there is that discussion, and then obviously then between them they blah, you know, like can't you just <laughs> can't we just have nice things? There we go, you know, like just that. But guess what? That makes more money for the thing, and I'm a huge fan of what works, and that's I I'm excited. I I I I am more excited for anything when I hear an idea that's flawed but works. Mm. And I and and if that works, isn't it better that you know those things happen because bureaucracy is is often the issue. Like technically yeah. he's sidestepped these issues that charities you know have problems with and that they need to pay off this and that and you can't just come in here and do that you know you can't get access to this place you can't blah 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 blah. so it's an interesting it's an interesting um you know it's an in, it it's it, 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 it very much shines a light on our own on the kind of ugliness of of us as well it's a it's an interesting mirror from which you can see yourself and you know and 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 you know what you're what you're not doing, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and, and the, the, in, it, it, another thing that's kind of shining the light on the great inefficiencies of, of governments and, and policies or whatever. So it's, it's a very, um, it's a very nuanced, uh, uh, discussion, but it, it's, it's, it, it, again, kind of in the world of the internet, it's, it's very, a very interesting idea. And I think the, the, mathematics is fantastic it's it's yeah it's it's, i've what's amazed me and again i don't know the nuances of this particular debate but i found mr beast maybe like three or four years ago or something sure when he was on way like i don't know a few million subs i looked earlier he's on 137 million so he's uh and PewDiePie is on about 112 or something. Sure. So he's like, he's far by far now the biggest mm. YouTuber in the world. And, but so quickly. And now it's like three or four channels or whatever. Um, but all based on this kind of giving philanthropic kind of, uh, uh, on the surface, you know, well-intentioned. Mm-hmm. I don't know the guy. I don't know how it works. Sure. Uh, but on the surface, well-intentioned uh, actions, which I think are relatable because people, if people find refreshing, I imagine, you know, to go, is making it look easy to just you know yeah. help people in need or do nice things, and I guess there's a, a nice influence that you'd hope came from that, which is inspiring other people to do nice things. Uh, yeah, and, and and as ugly as it sounds, you know, like if that's like if that's all making money in that sense, then then you know, I mean. You know, like I say, it, there's a there's a kind of precedence kind of thing there. Like, you know, if if every influencer kind of picked up that, yeah, they could probably lead to some ugliness. But that's that's kind of any you try and do anything nice, someone will try and exploit it in some kind of fashion or whatever, Sorry, or there'll yeah. be someone who faked it or da 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 da. Like, there's a, a lot of ugliness, but there's a one the, the 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 beauty of that mathematics in that the angle sort of, and it's that you know it's the one of the best things that really kind of we're gonna we're gonna just move so quickly like this that that um when donald trump left office um i remember hearing in in an in in a something like an interview or a podcast or whatever they're like oh what is new york times gonna do now like he saved them and uh i just thought that was so clever because like he 
gave them articles, like article after article. And like no news is, all news is good news or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I always felt that was interesting. It doesn't matter if it was, they spent obviously the, obviously the entire time, you know, rallying against him as did most of the world. But technically... But it got, click, it got clicks which led to advertising which meant the company was successful. Yeah, matter, yeah. What the, what the input. Like yeah, you could argue he could be in on it, you know, and he'd be like, look, I'll give <laughs> you can, I'll give you the stuff to write bad articles about. You give me a cut. We're, we're a dream. You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean... It's uh, ugly, yeah, but it, I, it's, it's conducive, you know. Totally. So I think to, to bring it, to, to like wrap up on a mm. somewhat positive note, though, yeah, yeah. I think... Because, you know, it's quite easy to fall down those little pathways and mm. become quite cynical. Yes. Uh, so I like to I like to think in my, uh, on, just on the surface, that what he's doing is really good. And it's good that it's becoming so popular. It means it, it's just universal. Mm. And uh, and his timing was just perfect. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. And And again, I think it is a perfect example of someone really understanding the, um, just understanding the machine and it's a new machine and it's adapting and it's, and it's, he has, you know, every element of those videos are edited and designed to funnel people right through them. And, and, Mm. and that's, that's, you know, that's the kind of, I think that's the guilt of eating meat, right? You have to kind of, you can't just eat it guilt free. You, when you mm. like, okay, that was a, that was a thing, you know, like I, people don't really like seeing that, you know, <laughs> but I think that funneling that and making it into something good and kind of all those click throughs like it or love it. I think that that's a really clever thing. And, and, and I think obviously YouTube in general, you know, I think music is, is, trying to find somewhere to to kind of expand and certainly like mm. the kind of obviously a lot of films and obviously media that we're watching now is supported by advertising you know i think you know it's that thing of you know even when we started being a, just a musician was not really good enough um you had to kind no, of be a no no a, a, a personality and whatever. And and I think, you know, already, you know, like I say, certainly with the frog leap type aspect, sure. I think like seeing that translate, um, it, I think is a perfect example of what the future could, could look like in that. So it was already looking like really. Well, in, it's in the, it's the present, isn't it? It's funny. Cause like you think, I think back to say like 2016, 2015, uh, I was involved in YouTube around that time. Mm. And it was, I met kind of many of the big YouTubers of the day mm. who are still, you know, have gone on to become, continue that mm. in their field. And, uh, but it was such, there's only like a few people, you know, it was like yeah. no one had teams or, you mm. know, and there wasn't, there just wasn't as many. There was just a, a few, there was like one Nam show, 2016, I remember it well, where some of these kind of people met for the first time and it felt like they were just, kind of these people really into it working away in their houses in random parts of the world just on their own just mm. for the love of it and then now it's like a it's it's now it's a proven model and a, a massive industry you know yeah. um in every sector um and i always remember actually there's one moment with the youtube thing 
when I, I realized our last episode was called YouTube is everything. And here we are. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> life is everything. It's, it's just, a, yeah. All things music, everything. all things everything. That's it. But I, re- I, I remember walking into King's Cross, uh, or was it, no, Euston. No, it was King's Cross. And this was ages ago, like years ago. Mm. And I was standing in King's Cross, waiting, they've got all the big boards about when your train's going to go to the north. And uh, there's a billboard, a big electronic one, with Zoella's book had come out. <laughs> sure. And for, for those who don't know, Zoella is, or Zoe Sugg, I think mm. her name is. Uh, she's like a, started as like a beauty YouTuber mm. years ago, I think. And she's actually uh, in Brighton here. Um, when I first moved here, she was like getting pretty big. Mm. Um, so that's like 2013. So ages ago, 10 years ago. And I was like, this must have been around the same time, kind of 2015-ish. But I was like, wow, like YouTube, a YouTuber's book on a billboard in a real train sure. station. You know, that's that's big. And that was then, you know. Mm. And now it's, yeah, there was always a, a feeling of, um, and I read a, a lot around it, of when kind of celebrities or personalities from elsewhere, more traditional media, would kind of come into social media. Mm. Because at the beginning... I'd say it was more full of people who originated on the internet. Mm-hmm. And now obviously like, you know, Will Smith starts a YouTube channel, gets 4 million sure. subs overnight. Um, he's instantly competing. Mm. Um, so it's a, it's a lot harder to kind of get into uh, at this point. But um, yeah, it's still, it's, it, someone like Mr. B show, shows though, that there's like still opportunity there in, in kind of whatever yeah. you're doing with a good enough idea and enough drive and enough, uh, and good timing mm. uh you can kind of you it's all is not lost it's not like yeah and and i i really i think what appeals to me is that everyday normal guy you know uh, uh yeah yeah with a good idea right you know yeah he's not like the most ripped with best looking you know whatever it doesn't even matter whatever that means but it's it's just he's i could be all right mate you know I think what what would be really interesting is um, if he wasn't very nice. I think that would be... In real life. It would be really great as a discussion for us as humans if, like, he was horrible, but he still did all those good things. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I feel like it's like, well, what's more important to you, that you like him or that he's he's doing... Like, what's the worth of that, like... I think that would be really. I mean, I'm sure he's I'm sure he's lovely, but I think like that's that's interesting. And like you say, you know, with with timing, there is so much that is as a result of hey, what we said about perspective, but also like mm. being aware of your surroundings. And 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 it kind of brings us on to a really good point. Is that like there's also. Um, you would know if you've been watching fishing, but you haven't. Matt. I know this is keep this is coming up. Um, I'm going to be in the bad books. There'll be next week. There'll just be uh, a shot of this room. What you can see here. I just won't be in it. <laughs> just dead space. Dead space. Because I'll be. Do you know why? Because I'll be. I'll fishing. be busy watching fishing. Shows. Oh, there's so much to clash up, catch up. Uh, because on. I'll have been. You know, had my stern. Oh, it's stern it's telling so off from Mr. Groves. But there, obviously, the idea is that you know you've got your bait and whatever. 
and you you know you pick your time to strike and depending on the different time and no it really actually goes into that much fishing to be fair but you know you're waiting for that right time to 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 pull your line taut and you know stick a bit of metal through a fish's mouth yeah <laughs> um Brilliant. so well, there you go yeah that's on that, that note. um but i think that is also you know the more that you can put that within your own hands the better you know and being aware of the landscape like i think i always think of for example like the arctic monkeys Mm. I always felt that they would just, I'd love to know whether they were aware of it, but something that I always felt with the Arctic monkeys when they did, um, uh, uh, you, uh, I bet you look good on the dance floor. I bet you look good on the dance floor. I was like, you don't look good on the dance floor. Yeah. I bet you look good on the dance floor. Something that I always wondered and how, just to know how, how, if there was any thought behind it, was that at the time, I don't know if you remember the epic fight of Townies versus Grungers. <laughs> You've talked about this before, but no, I'm not familiar. I don't know if it made it north. I think it was just farmers versus farmers. Farmers versus miners. Um, <laughs> um, but at the time, you either were into skateboarding or some kind of BMXing and you listened to you know, Corn and Limp Bizkit or, you know, Blink-182, Green Day, blah, blah, blah. Or mm. you listen to like The Streets and you went oh, yeah. clubbing and you wear all Reebok classics. Like, and you had an earring or whatever. You know, like that was kind of the two, the two juxtapositions. But there was always like a subset within the middle that was like, I'm wearing a pink polo shirt and i've got a chain around my neck but i can also play a few chords on the guitar oh and you know and then i, I being obviously i was kind of like a, and you'd be an oasis fan yeah yes oasis maybe it was a good a good uh a good uh side set like they're kind of fine in a pub do you know what i mean like mm. and there was kind of a a subsection of the community and those were starting to blur like certainly um once like more high street brands started doing skateboarding clothes, I seem to remember. And like that started kind of crossing over and it was okay to kind of, you could wear a polo shirt and be a, 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 a you know, you could be a skateboarder. Um, and like the clothes and the tailoring started changing from like the bagginess to like actually like nice trousers and, and like more tailored mm. fit and what have you. Um, as that moment happened, where like maybe you had a few townie mates who were all right, actually. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, that the Arctic Monkeys dropped and it felt like they kind oh, of spoke. Wearing, wearing polo shirts. Yeah. And and I'm not demonising the, I, you know, I have a couple myself, but yeah. as in that was just synonymous at the time. A very mm. kind of, yeah, like I say, the streets being very big at that moment in time. Oh, well, John Fashante wore polo shirts. Oh, well, yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm not shitting on a polo shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but it seemed to just speak to a wider audience that was half and half at the time. And you could appeal to both sides and kind of, you know, like hummus would could maybe unite, 
the Middle East. You know, like everybody just kind of came <laughs> came together in the middle and and could appreciate the Arctic Monkeys, and it just mm-hmm. felt like that. It was just such perfect timing that they sure. and and that it could have been homegrown and just you know like bringing coming together and so. But I also wondered. I was like, oh, I wondered if the how in if there was any if there was any inkling of intention that it was just like sure. Not that, you know, maybe they weren't fighting Tony's Grunges, but maybe just that as a culture, it just seemed to happen at the right time, the right place. And I think, mm-hmm. again, like there are many other, you know, I think COVID is another example of right time, right place. So many things imploded, but also exploded at the time of, of COVID. Um, you know, the whole like VTubing thing and 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 obviously like podcasts and, and gaming mm-hmm. and, and like grew whole new audiences obviously they couldn't have predicted it but you know dungeons and dragons how it's huge now yeah, yeah very yeah. much maybe it's just accelerating the inevitable kind of thing yeah yes and no yeah yeah it's i mean obviously now that's gone you know i wonder if there'll be a bit of a suck kind of thing after that but like mm-hmm. it's interesting to note you know like i say that that whether you're just a leaf in the breeze and you just happen to you know fall in the right place kind of thing or, or whatever it, it or, or if there is some awareness I, th- I suppose you can only just try and have the best awareness of the situation yeah i think that i think that's it like people try and game it and, and some people mm-hmm. but it's generally based on a i think the originators are more there's more of an organic kind of route through mm-hmm. and not always entirely organic you know i'm, I'm sure like even the Arctic Monkeys probably, you know, had a strategy. <laughs> do you know sure, what I mean? Sure. Um, but um, yeah, there's not, I think there's nothing wrong with see. I was going to say this earlier. There's nothing wrong with kind of being aware and seeing a good kind of opportunity mm. uh, at the right time. And going, this is a good idea now, yeah. and just being, you know, you're open to it and it comes along. So you know, it is the right place, right time. Um, and but yeah. There's still a you've you've kind of engineered it somewhat um, by being putting yourself in the right place around the right kind of time, and there you go. Yeah, and and you have to you have to kind of have you know, regardless of how well-meaning anything is, there has to be some kind of you know, there has to be that strategy there. You know, like mm. like we're saying, you know, using Mr. Beast as an example, like you need that you need that business strategy that maybe isn't the most, you know, should you give all your money away? Should no one have any money? Do you know what I mean? Like there's kind of limits. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like yet, yet there needs to be some kind of maybe business strategy that that gets you to that point. There needs to be mm. some kind of, you know, there needs to be some kind of uh, plan in place and there needs to be something that feeds that. And and certainly, mm. like I say, you know, talking about time, being money i think like that's a really interesting you know process when you start thinking of money being like oh well that you know i've had it where i've had invoices and i'm like oh that paid for like my day <laughs> doing that that paid for that bill kind of thing like yeah, and it's yeah, an yeah. interesting way to think of it it's like well that was 7 hours of me doing this and that paid for that electricity bill like that was mm-hmm. my time you know, put put away uh, that way. 
And I think kind of obviously, you know, with the creative arts, that is a, that is a hard thing to manage, you know, and, and, and I think certainly the way that, you know, the world is shifting at the moment. And funny enough, before you mentioned the farm, I was going to mention like, mm-hmm. I always, an analogy I always do is hype man. You think things are expensive? Wait till we realize how much milk should actually cost. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? And like, and obviously mm-hmm. that, the, the kind of vicious price war that kind of operates within that to really drive those costs lower and lower and supermarkets kind of, you know, really pushing that hand. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, at the same time, it, you know, it's no different than, buying a piece of handmade furniture versus Ikea, you know, mm-hmm. you can, mm-hmm. you can say that's so much money. Why, you know, I, you know, I'm sure those, all those people who run those, you know, furniture stores or whatever, I'm sure they've got millions of stories of people just like, how can you justify that? And it's just like, well, yeah, someone cut this down and they did that. And, and how much, how much is that worth? You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the same same difference as you know anyone becoming for, uh, self-employed, like you know, and then it's like right, okay, what's your hourly rate or what's this? Like it's a made-up figure, like you've just made it up today. And my course, thing yeah. was always like, if I said, yeah, I'm a million pound an hour, straight-faced, and someone paid me a million pound an hour, then I am mm. a million pound an hour, and that's kind of like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like you, no one yeah, can take yeah, that yeah, away just, from you. Just a, it, if I met you at a party, itself. people are like, what's your rate? And I'm like, oh, a million pound an hour. Like, because it is, and I have, and I and now I am. Like it's a mm. it's a false sense, of, you know, it's a it's a false economy. It's it, you know, it's a it's a but it's true. Like, you know, I you know, if if once I am paid that much, then I am that much. That's how much you cost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a funny sense of worth. And again, you know, like doctors and stuff kind of have that and lawyers have that worth built in so it's like you yeah, did this the, much studying and it and that money that you're paying that helps pay for some of your education that mm-hmm. you know and, and there's somewhat of a backward looking that helped the law firm that took you on that money's it's kind of accepted mm-hmm. that that's fine mm. but i think you know i think right now that there's such a feeling of just like how much you know like and so well that's mm. that's just that's what it is. That's that's. It's just it's just going to be very interesting to see where it goes. I think. Yeah. Talking of time, like I'm I'm quite intrigued. I'm hopeful because like we're never going to live in a world without music. Uh, but if it's created by robots and no one has any jobs as humans, then we'll see. But you know that's kind of worst case. There's just, just yeah, there is a, there's there's still opportunity. Just like I was going to draw a very apt parallel actually. People who say, you know, there's no new music these days or there's no opportunity in music. Uh, same thing. There's t- if you look for it, it's there. And um, Sure. Yeah. I guess on the new music front, is it a good time to share some? Yes. Do you want me to go first? You can go first. Why not? Why um, not? This is actually a recommendation for you and it's someone I've meant to um, uh, recommend. Is mm-hmm. that at... Uh, I think I saw them... They were on just after us, I think, at Arc Tangent okay. Festival. Um, uh, and that is, and I believe they are Japanese. Um, and it's a uh, outfit called Mouse on the Keys. Mouse on the Keys. So I am familiar with Mouse on the ah, Keys. Ah, I was hoping it would be like, who? 
No, I've uh, I saw them. I think play that show, and yeah. I listened to a record. It's been a while though, uh, so kind of like a like a again. I think I believe they were three piece, yeah. um, but yeah, obviously very uh, piano uh, bass. But I think yeah, piano drums bass. I think, um, and yeah, we we were literally just bowing down to them uh afterwards like absolutely nice. phenomenal uh, musicians and like really cool really cool grooves and kind of like some of that like sort of tech influenced a little bit mm-hmm. like enough kind of groove and enough kind of sort of nudging like kind of really you know they earned their place on that stage that was kind of a very tech metal kind of festival type thing mm-hmm. um but yeah when you've um recommended me mammal hands and uh because uh, there is a bit of a is there a jazz thing in there a little I mean obviously you know it's piano and it's drums and bass so yeah. it's going to be yeah, okay fine yeah. you know there's going to be a little kind of nod there but um, yeah uh, they've uh, just had a new record come out I think it's trio trio trez oh, cool cool trez um, uh, and uh, yeah like just like I say we 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 uh, yeah we saw them at Arc Tangent and just like what on earth is this going to be. And then, uh, and then they started playing. We're like, oh, this is, inc-. you know, when you're just like with any pants, you know, you're like, don't know, like they like, had a, like a full piano on stage and everything. And we're like, <laughs> yeah, what's yeah. going to happen? You know, like, and then, mm-hmm. um, and then, yeah, they started playing. You're like, oh, you're sick. Oh, okay. That's, <laughs> that's, sure. that's what it is. Um, so yeah, yeah. Heartily, heartily recommend. Uh, Matt, what's your recommendation? My pick is a new single from a band I've liked for bloody ages it's a um band called fontaines dc i'm just mm. going to find the name of the song for you now um they've yeah they've this is just a standalone standalone song it's called cello song nice uh available now on all your favorite streaming services um it's really cool actually i really like the production and they seem to have this th- some of my favorite songs by them are very uh kind of they're not like punk rock drums but it's like driving driving drums throughout but the but the instruments are quite uh atmosphere create a bit of an atmosphere so because they were kind of in my mind initially they were uh uh bunched with in the post-punk thing along with like idols and whatever Mm -hmm. but then they're very different to that it's not really uh punk rock at all um they're from dublin kind of poetic kind of poetic punk i don't know uh so yeah anyway it's called um a cello song it's got a real uh this shifting major minor thing which i think you'd find quite interesting and um there's the main chorus hook has got like a a real zeppelin cashmere nobody's fault but mine kind of uh in again in inverted commas like bit of an eastern scale with kind of strings and r's Mm. uh very very cool and and i don't know whether this bit there's the verse vocal melody there's just a little bit in it it's very major and it reminds me a little bit of the the pogues fairy tale in new york and it's just like (laughs) just a glimmer and i don't know whether that's me just going oh they're irish too sure um so yes i for for, you know i'll I'll keep an ear out and i'll let you know if yeah if i hear it too don't tell me the bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, def- but definitely check it out. It's a really, really good song. Mm. Uh, really, just really well crafted. Um, nice kind of, 
obviously they're a guitar band, but they're just, yeah, really nice choices. I really, really, really enjoy it. Nice. Well, on that note, thanks to everyone for listening. We hope you enjoy our uh, lovely new music picks. Um, Matt, do you want to take it away? As I can never. Oh, I can, yeah. I can never well, remember. listening. It <laughs> <laughs> will be. Uh, yeah, the playlist will exist. Um, so check that out in the link below. Mm-hmm. Thanks to our patrons for supporting us. Thanks for listening thus far. If you made it all the way to the end, if you didn't, you'll never hear me say this. So that's fine. Um, yeah, we'll see you next week. And as usual, on we're on the Discord uh, every Tuesday night. Um, that might be in for a change we might be moving to a monthly thing so keep your ears peeled Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah thank you so much thanks to again to our patreons for keeping these lights on amen thanks everyone well see you next week everyone bye bye